0: Good morning, morning. this is the day that the Lord has made. Let us rejoice and be glad in it. I don't know about you, but I'm glad. I'm just like the psalmist who said I was glad when they said to me, let us go into the house of the Lord. And is there anybody else here that's glad? If you are, let's just give the Lord some praise for he is worthy. Of all of the praise, he didn't have to do it, but thank God he did. It's not that we were so good. Y'all know we've been bad, but because he's good, he blessed us to be here this morning. So let's praise him in spirit as well as in truth. Will you pray with me? Oh God, all glory and honor, adoration and praise belongs to you prepare us. O God, prepare us through the active presence of your Holy Spirit to come before you rightly. O God, enlighten our understanding. Purify our every desire. Do God, quicken our wills and strengthen every right purpose. Do God, move in this house. O Lord, anoint us afresh for the kingdom service not to put on a show for an outside unfriendly world, but to serve you in spirit and in truth. Let there be no hindrance to our worship, no distraction in our praise, no hesitation in our hallelujahs. Direct this hour of worship, Lord, so that we may magnify your holy and righteous name. Let everything we do be in your Holy Spirit. Father, we ask that you will accept this prayer as we submit it in the precious name of Jesus Christ, who is our Lord, our Savior, and our Redeemer. Our minister of worship and the praise team are coming now. Let us worship the Lord together. All right, come on, stand to your
1: feet. New praise alert, new praise alert, new praise alert. New praise alert. We're going to give him glory today. Yes. All you have to do is repeat. Simple song says this Lord, I love you. Yes, yeah, simple. Lord, I praise you. Lord, I praise you. I place the one.
2: haven't seen before they will never see again. God, we thank you for the stormy skies yesterday and the calm skies today. Let us know you still, God, who controls everything. God, we pray for every man, woman, boy, girl that's here. Let something be said, something be saying, that we can go out and tell a dying world you're still alive. God, we open these doors in this church, in your son Jesus' name. We pray for every church across this city, state, and nation that do the same. God, we pray for the preach word today. Bless him, Father. Bless his family. Bless every family here collectively and individually. God, we know you can. We know you will. We know you hear prayer. We humbly submit this prayer in your son Jesus' name. Amen.
3: Amen. Amen. Are we ready to worship this morning? Ready to worship the Lord this morning? Hallelujah. What a mighty good God we serve. God is an awesome God. I don't know who this is for this morning, but I need to tell somebody he's still moving mountains. I say he's still moving mountains. I don't know what mountain you got in your life, but I stopped by this Sunday morning to tell you he's a mountain mover. Amen. I, I don't know what song you got up, but I I just needed to say that up front. He's a mountain mover. Amen. Hallelujah. Listen, let's go ahead and worship him this morning. Ushers, if there's anyone in the vestibule who needs to come in, go ahead and let them in, because I don't want anybody to worship to miss out on this worship as we worship him in spirit and in truth. Praise team, take us first. Yes.
1: Simple song says this. love. You bring light to the darkness. You give hope. You restore every heart that is broken. Great are you, Lord. Come on. It's your breath. It's It's your It's your breath your mercy. Thank you for your grace. Thank you for closing some doors. (laughs) Thank you for opening some doors. Hallelujah. 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 Great. Oh.
4: What a testimony.
5: What a testimony to the goodness of our God. So we ask that you continue in the spirit and listen to the song and pour out more praise and testimony to our God by participating in our responsive reading this morning. I waited patiently upon the Lord, he stooped to me and heard my cry. He lifted me out of the desolate pit, out of mine, out of mire and clay. He set my feet upon a high cliff and made my footing sure. Congregation. I love to
4: do your will, O God, your law is in my
5: heart. I love to do your will, O God, your law is in my heart. I waited patiently upon the Lord, he stooped to me and heard my cry. He lifted me out of the desolate pit, out of the mire and clay. He set my feet upon a high cliff and made my footing sure altogether. I give thanks to my God always for you because of the grace of God that has been given you in Christ Jesus. Amen. We ask you now that you follow the direction of the music ministry for our congregational hymn. Amen.
3: Amen. Won't you remain standing as we sing together, "'Tis so sweet to trust in Jesus.'"
6: Chapel. Attention all Girl Power applicants, please be reminded that the Girl Power orientation luncheon will take place on today, Sunday, January the 12th at 1 p.m. in the Family Life Center gym. Please be sure to attend as the world of Girl Power kicks off on January the 18th. Today's sanctuary flowers have been donated by the Cape Chapel members of Delta Sigma Theta Sorority Incorporated in honor of 107 years of service and sisterhood. Happy Founders Day, ladies. The voices of love invite you to be a part of Jackson's MLK Interdenominational Mass Choir. Come and sing with us. This event will take place on Sunday, January the 19th at 3, right here at Gay Chapel. Rehearsals will be held on Friday, January the 17th at 6 p.m. and Saturday, January the 18th at 1. And please be sure to check your bulletins and the bulletin boards for additional announcements and upcoming community events. And to share your ministry news with the K-Chapel family, just send an email to kchapelannouncements at yahoo.com or you can go to the Submit Info tab on the K-Chapel app. But be sure to get your announcements in by noon on Tuesday every week.
3: (laughs) Switched up on us. Amen. Amen. God bless you. God bless you. Good morning. Good morning. God is a good God, is he not? Amen. Amen. We thank God for his awesome, wonderful greatness and his... Wonderful power that he gives us each and every day. God is a gracious God. Didn't deserve to be here, but thank God that he saw fit to let us see another day. Amen. 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 Listen, I do want you to ask, and I know Brother uh, Reverend uh, Powell will probably get to this in his ministry of one, but I do want to ask that you keep uh, Deacon Wilson, Claude Wilson, and his family in your prayers. Amen. Deacon Wilson uh, is in ICU, and we, we we know that God is a mountain mover. We know that all things are possible. And we just need the church to just keep believing that all things are possible. Amen. If don't nobody else believe, the church ought to believe. I wish I had two or three witnesses there. When everybody else give up, the church ought to still press in. Amen. Amen. Believing that God is an able God. So I invite you to keep praying for uh, Brother Wilson. Also keep Kenneth Williams in your prayers as well who's also back in the hospital. Ken is going through a lot, has been through a lot. And if anybody has a testimony, Kenneth Williams does. Amen. Amen. But we know that God is able again, so keep praying for Brother Williams that God will continue to bless him, strengthen him uh, through through this, this, this battle that he continues uh, to fight. He is fighting a good fight. Amen. Amen. Listen, I want to remind you this Wednesday, we will continue in our Bible study. If uh, you started with us and you got the handout uh, for uh, this past Wednesday, we will continue in that lesson. Remember, you have homework for this Bible study series each. That's right. That's right. Every every lesson you have to read before you get here. Otherwise, we won't have anything to talk about. Come on and talk to me, somebody. you have to read and come prepared amen and then when you come prepared we will engage there thereby now if you did not get the uh handout or if you were not here and you want to participate i want you to want you to write this down and if you can i want to take them to our nucleus page uh, I want you to get this uh, sort of in your memory and start utilizing this website because I know some of you maybe not have downloaded the app and you don't use the app, but if you have access to the internet, uh, we have another website, another portal that we use to get information out. It is kchapel.nucleus.com. That's simple, kchapel.nucleus.com. You go to kchapel.nucleus.com. You'll be able to see uh, when we have things like a uh, particular. Uh, uh, hey, man, so going to get it.
7: N U C L E U S.
3: Is that right? All right, we got it. All right, there it is. Nucleus.com. That's it. Huh? Not church. Not church. Thank you. I'm sorry. Thank you. Thank you. Nucleus.church. Thank you. I apologize for that. kchapel.nucleus.church. Amen, put that down and get that in get that in your, in your uh, uh, smartphones or smart devices. Uh, when we have um, uh, different handouts or studies or things that we need to inform you, if you go there most of the times the information will be posted there as well. Uh, so if you're looking for the, uh, the, the I'm sorry, the Bible study, it is posted there as well. You, you will have access to it there as well. kchapel.nucleus.church. Amen. Amen somebody. All right. All right. God bless you. God keep you. Here's is our prayer. Listen, we want you to be in prayer for our National Baptist Convention. We'll be meeting uh, with uh, for our midwinter board meeting in Dallas this week. Uh, So keep all of the uh, the pastors and all the delegates who will be traveling there in your prayers. Our own Mary Coleman will be speaking on Tuesday. Uh, for the women's auxiliary. Amen. Is she here this morning? I don't see her this morning. Amen. But keep Sister Coleman in your prayers as well. Uh, our own uh, state president, Dr. Isaac Jackson, will be preaching as well. So keep uh, keep our Mississippi delegation in your prayers as we represent the kingdom of God and represent the people of God well. Amen. God bless you and God keep you.
5: We've come to the time in our service where we welcome our visitors, so we ask that all visitors, if you're in the house, please stand. Amen. 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 We ask that you remain standing so everybody can see you. On behalf of our senior pastor, Pastor Reginald Buckley, Pastor Meredith Buckley. All the ministerial staff and our wonderful uh, K Chapel congregation, we thank you for being with us this That's morning. Right. Right. And we hope that you will find an occasion to visit with us again. And if you're looking for a church home, we think we have everything that you need here. So we think you've just found one. Just to, just to put a fine period on that point, we ask that uh, you receive uh, that which we have for you that you can only receive here.
8: K Chapel, you know, there are a lot of people out there they are in need of your prayers, your calls, and I'm going to ask you to continue to pray for all of our bereaved families. Reverend Leroy Harrington lost his sister, Miss Alma Tillman. That funeral was held on yesterday at New Jerusalem Church on Raymond Road here in Jackson. Sister Janice Mitchell lost her brother, Mr. Bobby Ray Rankin. That funeral was also held on yesterday in Menden Hall, Mississippi. Sister Mastine Cooks and Clara Roberts lost their stepbrother, Mr. Charlie James Mayfield of Muskegon, Michigan. That funeral was also held on yesterday. We still have in the hospital Brother Kenny Williams, Sister Aletha Lewis, Reverend Michael Jones is in rehab, and Brother Claude Wilson. And we're gonna ask that for Brother Wilson that you limit calls and visits. We have recovering at home, Sister Lula Cheatham, Sister Joyce Price, Mr. Levi McBride, Coach Walter Griffin, Brother Frank Blunson, Mother Triplett, and Mr. Bobby Smith, and also uh, Sister Vera Collins. And if you have fine time this week, you have a few minutes, listen, as I always say, pray when you can, visit where you can, and each day, thank God that you can. Amen? Amen.
7: Amen, amen. Good Good morning. Let's say it one more time. Good morning. Let's really tell the Lord good morning. Good morning, God. God. Now it's time for our tithe and for our offering. It's time to bless the Lord through our giving. And for those that are worshiping with us via way of live stream, there should be a number at the bottom of your screen that you may be able to also give. There's a number that you can just dial and contribute and give back to the Lord as well. We understand that fully worshiping God includes offering, which are given primary, primary for three reasons here at Cade. We give because it demonstrates our obedience to God's word. We give as a sign of our thankfulness for God's supplying and provision in our lives. We give because we want to See God's kingdom grow through the mission and ministries that occur here and around the world through Cade Chapel. But when God but when you give to the needy, do not let your left hand know what your right hand is doing. have a little talk with Jesus. Tell him all about our troubles. He will hear our cries and answer by and by. Let us pray. Heavenly Father, we give thanks for all that you've done for us and continue to do for us through the gifts of your Spirit. You welcome us as part of your family and as members of your household. Help us always to show our gratitude, not only through these gifts, but also through our acceptance of others as welcoming and loving community of faith. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.
9: Oh God. He is saw- We get caught up in our problems, trials, and tribulations, and we forget that God has already done enough for us. He's been so good to us. Can I get a witness? But here at Cade Chapel, we know that even though it doesn't look good, it still works for our good to those that love the Lord. E so só... Say, it's all good. It's all good. But I know better. No more, no more. But I know better. Yeah. Said I know better now. But I know
3: better. It's all good. Oh, bless his name. It's all good. It's all good. It's all good. When you get mature in your faith, you can look at even bad things and say, it's all good.
4: <laughs>
3: things may not go your way. and You can still declare, that's all right. It's all good. It's all good. Folk be confused. You got a smile on your face and it's dark and rainy outside and they ask you, what's wrong? It's all good. How's it good? Because I know God's got this. I know He's got me, and nothing is outside of His control. What a mighty good God we serve. Amen. 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 I want to thank. I want to thank. Just take a moment and thank um, this team of ministers. Um, I was I was in the hospital a couple of weeks ago doing some visits, and. Visit with someone where I had to stop by the nurse's station, check in. And uh, the nurse looked and said, Well, well, we don't have visiting hours right now. I said, Well, I'm the minister. You know, ministers get to go in. So I said, Well, I'm the minister. The person looked at me and said, No, the minister was just here. I said, You think I'm lying? I said, no, you, just, you don't look like the minister. I, I said, I understand, I understand. We have several ministers. Amen, amen. As a matter of fact, I said, before it's over, you might see a few more. Yeah. Amen. Because if truth be told, if truth be told, we don't just have these ministers, but you are ministers. Yeah. Every Sunday, I hear Powell say, and he talks about a ministry of one another that we are ministers one to another and so while I thank you for being the wonderful team of ministers that you are I also thank you, K-Chapel for taking care of each other Amen because we're in this that's right, that's right, that's right we're in this together we're in this together, Amen Book of Exodus, Exodus chapter 4 Exodus chapter number 4 I'm going to begin reading with the first verse Exodus chapter 4 Beginning with verse number one, I'm going to be reading from the Contemporary English Version. There you will find these words recorded. From the Contemporary English Version, it reads like this. Moses asked the Lord, suppose everyone refuses to listen to my message and no one believes that you really appeared to me. The Lord answered, what's that in your hand? A walking stick, Moses replied. Throw it down, the Lord commanded. So Moses threw the stick on the ground and immediately turned into a snake. And Moses
4: jumped back.
3: Pick it up by the tail, the Lord told him. When Moses did this, the snake turned back into a walking stick. Do this, the Lord said, and the Israelites will believe that you have seen me, the God who was worshipped by their ancestors, Abraham, Isaac, And Jacob, you may be seated in the presence of the Lord. I want to talk from the subject this morning, using what God gave you. Using what God gave you. I'm completely, I'm completely, I am completely amazed every time I recount the story of the founding of this church. I admit that I enjoy retelling this story as the years go by. 140 years ago this year, K-Chapel came to be because of one man's decision to faithfully and fearlessly use what God had given him. One man's decision to set aside a portion of what the Lord had provided and dedicated back to him who led, who led him there. That then leads us to who we are and where we are today. He didn't sell the land for profit. He didn't lease the land so that it would be a perpetual revenue stream. But 140 years ago, Isham Cade gave a parcel of land that he owned in what is now known as Fondren for the purpose of building a church. And there's much more to this story, a story that you'll hear more about throughout this year, this 2020 year, but I want to focus for just a moment on that part of the story. A man, this man, Isham Cade, An ex-slave from Carroll County, Mississippi, relocates to Jackson after the Civil War, purchases land that had not yet been incorporated into the city, and in 1880 set aside a portion of it for the express purpose of building a church. From that part of our church's history, I want to challenge all of us today to use What God gave you. Use what God gave you. Use what God gave you. No excuses. Use what God gave you. No no explanations. Use what God gave you. No rationalizations. Use Use what God gave you. No justifications. Use what God gave you. As a matter of fact, tell your neighbor enough with the excuses. That's right. Enough. Experience. Use what God gave. Quit, quit, quit convincing yourself of why you can't do what you ought to do. Use what God gave you. Use what God gave you. Use what God gave you. Because God has given all of us something. That's what the Bible teaches. When Jesus tells the parable about the talents, that's a parable about faithful stewardship of what God has put into our hands. You remember how the parable goes, don't you? A man going on a journey calls his servants to him and leaves each of them with a certain number of talents. To one he gives five, and to another two, and to another he gives one, and then the master takes his leave. On the master's return, the servant who had given the talents to, five talents to, he comes back to him and gives his master five and an additional five, to which the master says, well done thou good and faithful servant. The, the one who to whom he had given two talents, he, he comes to his master and he presents the two and an additional two, to which the master says, well done thou good and faithful servant. But the last joker, The last servant who had been given one talent came to his master with the same one talent, grinning like he had done something, and gives to his master the thing that his master had given to him and gives him an excuse. Listen to what he says. Because I knew you were a hard man. because I knew how you were, I didn't want to lose what you gave me, so I buried it. And I waited till you was coming home, and I dug it up, and he went, here it is. And the master calls this servant wicked and slothful. In other words, the master says, You are evil. And you're lazy. And he calls him that for not using what had been put in his hands. From that parable we're left with the question. What will the Lord say about us and our use of what God has entrusted to our care? What will the Lord say about us and how we have managed what he has put into our hands? How will he respond to our stewardship on the day of accounting? Because God has given all of us things for which we shall be held accountable. And when we faithfully and fearlessly put to use what God has given to us, we fulfill the Lord's highest purpose and accomplish our greatest potential. When we faithfully and fearlessly put to use what God has given to us, we fulfill the Lord's highest purpose and accomplish our greatest potential. And there's some things that all of us have been given. Maybe not the same amount, maybe not... To the same degree, but all of us have been given some of each of these. All of us have been given the gift of time. All all of us have been given our bodies. All of us have been given opportunity. All of us have been given talent. All of us have been given relationships. All of us have been given influence. And all of us have been given treasure. Might have different degrees of it. But all of us, you go down this list, all of us got some of this. Yes, you do. Yes, you do. You, you may not have as much as she does, but you got some. You, you may not have as much influence as he does, but you got a, a sphere of influence around your circle of friends. You, we all have these gifts. And then according to Ephesians 4 and 7, Paul says, but unto every one of us is given grace according to the measure of the gift of Christ. So all of us have been given these seven plus grace. Mike, I got a little echo. Help me out there. All of us have been given these things. But the Bible makes it clear that we also have been given some special and unique gifts that have been purposefully and intentionally dispersed within the body of Christ. Paul calls them spiritual gifts. In First Corinthians 12 and 8 he says for to one is given by the spirit the word of wisdom to another the word of knowledge by the same spirit to another faith by the same spirit to another gifts of healing by the same spirit to another the working of miracles to another prophecy to another discerning of spirits to the another diverse kinds of tongues to another the interpretation of tongues. Here it is but all these worketh that one and self same spirit dividing to every man severally as he will. All Paul is saying is everybody's got something. You might have a little more. You might have a little less. But God has given everybody something. He's entrusted it in our care. He has put something in our hands, something that comes from and ultimately belongs to him that he wants us to use for him. And the question is, will you be found faithful and fearless in the use of what God has put in your hands? Look for a minute at your hands. Go oh ahead. Yeah. Ain't nobody looking but the. Go ahead. Some of y'all ain't being obedient. You looking at me? Look at your hands. Amen. What is God put in your hands? Your hands. That not. Don't don't look at your neighbors. Look at yours. What has He put in your hands? Your hands. A building may never bear your name, but will you be faithful and fearless with what he put in your hands? Your image may never hang on any wall, but will you be faithful and fearless with what God put in your hands? Your likeness may never be erected in any public places of gathering, but will you be faithful and fearless with what God has put in your hands? See, because when you are willing to use what God gave you, when you are willing to put to use that which he has entrusted to your care, when you are willing to make something out of what he has placed in your hands, God will do more with it and with you than you ever imagined. That is our testimony as a church. And that's what we see in today's text. Moses, a man chosen by God who will do more with uh, a man who is chosen by God, rather, to lead the Hebrew people out of Egypt, discovers that what he has is more than what he realizes. Because with his staff, with his rod Do me a favor, do me a favor. No, uh, yeah, give me that too. That's fine, thank you. Now, take those keys there. Give me. Take those keys. I'll be back. I can show you better than I can tell you. <laughs> Amen. Moses takes his staff, rod, and with that rod, Moses would perform mighty miracles. Using his rod, Moses would bring the seventh plague into Egypt, the plague of hail. Using his rod, he would bring the eighth plague, the plague of locusts. Using his rod, he would part the Red Sea. Using his rod, he would close the Red Sea. Using his rod, he would bring water from a rock in Horeb. Using his rod, he would win the war against the Amalekites. Using what God had put in his hands. And that, my brothers and sisters, that is really the first thing that this text calls us to consider. What has God put in your hands? What has God put in your hands? First thing I want you to know is that what the Lord has put in your hands is usually more than it appears to be. That's the first thing, what he's put in your hands is usually more than it appears. To be. In Exodus chapter 3, God has shown Moses a uh, burning bush that would not be consumed in order to get his attention. The Lord explains to Moses that he wants him to lead the children of Israel out of Egypt. It's in chapter 4 that Moses starts to now talk back to God and crawfish a little bit on this whole thing and giving him excuses for why he is not the right one for the mission. And the first excuse, he says, is, Lord, they are not going to believe me or obey me. And to Moses' objection, God says, Moses, what is that in your hand? You mean this? Yeah, Moses, what is that in your hand? And Moses said, it's a walking stick. That's how you use He said, but I'm, I'm going to show you that what you're holding
9: is more
3: than what you give it credit for. He said, I'll prove it to you. Throw it down. He threw it down. It became a snake. He jumped back. You would have too. God said, don't be scared of it. Go in and pick it up by the tail. He picked it up. picked it up long way. Picked it up and it became a stick again. What is that in your hand, Moses? Stop for just a moment telling me why you can't do what I've called you to do and answer the question, what is that in your hand? What are you, watch this, what are you already carrying? What is that thing that you already have in your possession that you are already adept at using? What is the thing that you've grown so accustomed to that you can't see it being anything other than what you call it? What is it that you're holding that instead of it being a help to you, it's become a crutch to you? Moses answers, it's just a walking stick. No, it's not a walking stick. I'll show you what it is. That's all right. He'll stay there. <laughs> if he turns into a snake, you come get him. <laughs> Amen. <laughs> You know, the Lord's still doing wonderful, mighty things. (laughs) Moses, you call it a walking stick. But I say it's a way-making rod. You use it to lean on, but when you lift it up, waters are going to part. When you lift it up, your enemies are gonna be defeated. When you lift it up, the Hebrew people will know to look into the hills, knowing that their strength and their help is coming from the Lord. You pull it to you use it to pull sheep out of the thicket. He said, But I'm gonna use it to pull water out of a rock. I'm gonna use it to beat back the Amalekites. You use it to beat back the bushes, but I'm gonna use it to beat back your enemies. You call it a walking stick, but I call it a way-making rod. Use what God put in your hands. I need to tell somebody this morning, the thing in your hands is more than it appears to be. You you see it as some simple talent, but God has given it to you for more than you're using it for. You call it a talent, but God calls it a platform. a platform to elevate you a platform to lift you up a platform that will take you places and put you before people that you never would have seen or interacted with or met you call it an interest but God says it's an investment and if you use it the way I intend for you to use it it'll take you places that you never thought you'd be what is that in your hands it's just simple for you But if you dare to use it the way God gave it to you, the question is, how are you using today what God has put into your hands? How are you maximizing today what the Lord has entrusted to you? How are you using today what God has gifted you with? And why are you waiting to start using what you could be using right now? Why are you letting time pass and opportunities go by and doors close without you using what God has put in your hands? Jesus said it like this in John 9 and 4. I must work the works of him that sent me while it is day, the night cometh when no man can work. In other words, Jesus said, I don't have a lifetime to do what God has given me to do. Time is short. It's winding up. I've got a limited, um, watch this, let me help somebody, let me help somebody. You who've been sitting on your talent, you've got a limited season. You who think you can get to it later on, you've got a limited season. You who think it'll always be there and the people will always be there. The door will close at some point and you will be stuck with a stick. When it could have been a rod, you'll be stuck with a stick when it could have performed miracles. You'll be stuck with a stick when it could have been your platform. Stop minimizing what's in your hands. Stop comparing what's in your hands with what's in somebody else's hands and use what God put in your hands. Talk to me, Paul. Paul says in Colossians 3 and 23, whatsoever you do, do it heartily as to the Lord and not unto men. In other words, whatever it is that God has given you the ability to do, do it well. Do the best that you can at it. Use your gift the the, the way that every superstar uses theirs because guess what? You are a superstar at what God put in your hands. And stop undervaluing its potential. Can, can 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 I go into this the way I feel it? a lot of us a lot of us are like moses when it comes to what's in our hands because we don't recognize watch this the potential value of what we carry we're looking at it for what it is now we don't see what it could be and we're judging it for how it's used now we we don't see the value of its potential. I wish I had a witness in here. We we, we 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 devalue it because it's just used for walking but but we don't understand how it could be used for water walking. Y'all ain't talking to me in here. A lot of us are like Moses because we're looking at things that are in our hands and we see how it's currently used, how it currently looks, how the property is currently zoned, how the condition that it's currently in, how it's currently being traded, how the trends currently are, what the stock value currently is. Moses' problem was like a lot of ours. He undervalued it because nobody else thought much of it in the condition it was. But I got a sneaky suspicion that after Moses finished using his rod, everybody wanted one. Where'd you get that? H- how did you find that? It's just a walking stick. You gotta give me one Yes. Don't undervalue what God. Has put in your hands. Wait, watch this. Waiting, watch this, listen. Waiting for somebody else to value it. Before you do. Waiting for somebody else to say it's worth something. Before you in understand its inherent worth. Waiting for somebody else to validate what God has given you, knowing that if God gave it to you, He don't make no jump. got two more secondly you got to understand that what god has given you is for his glory and for your good it's for his glory and it's for your good This simple walking stick would be used to accomplish two things number one it would be used to affect the will or the purpose of god concerning the hebrews And number two, it would be used to affirm Moses as God's chosen leader. This walking stick would affect the purpose of God. In other words, it would make God's will manifest. But it would also affirm, in the process of making God's will and purpose manifest, it would also affirm that Moses is God's chosen man. Remember, Moses' concern was basically, God, you've got the wrong man for the job. And watch this, and they're not going to listen to me anyhow. And God said, they'll listen to you. Put that staff on the ground. Let let them see what I showed you. And when they see the wonder and the miracle of it all, they will know that I've talked to you. Watch this, watch this. God says to Moses, this thing in your hand will accomplish my purpose. You missed that. That was better than what you. This thing in your hand will accomplish my purpose. I'm gonna say it again. You ought to write that one down. Tweet it if you can. This thing in your hand will accomplish my purpose. God, God says I'm giving this to you. All right. Yes, sir. All right. In your hand. Yes, sir. And if you use it right it'll do the very thing that I want it to do. And while it's doing for me, it'll do for you. He he says, while it's doing my work, it's going to work some things out for you too. The the issues that you've worried about, it's going to solve all of that. I wish I had a witness in here. God has a way, watch this, if you use what's in your hands, God will not only get his glory, but he'll bless you in the process. He, he'll bless you in the process Th- things that you've been hoping that will come your way God will bring it your way miracles that you've been waiting for God will make sure Because God, God says listen it's not just for my glory but it's for your good I don't want you to go through life end up resentful cause you didn't get anything out of it he says I want you to be blessed in the process It's for my glory, but it's for your good. It's for your good. It's for your good. God says, I'm putting this thing in your hands so that my will would be done in the earth, but so that my purpose would be done in your life. I'm putting this thing in your hands to bless my people, but in the process, it's going to bless you too. It's going to bless the nations, but it's going to bless your seed. It's going to bless your children and your children's children. If you use it right for my glory, it will edify you in the process. Are you hearing me? If you use what God has given you, God gets the glory and you get the goods. What a blessing it is to be used of God and then get blessed by it. To use what God has put into your hands, watch this, and then God break you off song. Oh, you got it now. You got it now. That that you, you bless God and God blesses you. (sighs) You've been looking over the very thing that God wants to use to affect his purpose and to affirm his people. It's going to be a blessing for many if you use it right. It's going to touch the lives of many and bless you personally if you use it right. Watch this. Watch this. It will open people's eyes, but it will open personal doors. People will be blessed by you using what God has given you. And when you use what God has given you, it will be a blessing to your life. Mm. Mm-hmm. Mm, For your glory, God. That needs to be somebody's prayer this morning. God, for your glory. However you want to use this gift. However you want to use this skill. However you want to use this talent. This thing that you have put in my hands. I've been using it in a common way, but Lord, if you want to use it extraordinarily, God, it's yours and I'm yours. Whatever you want to do with me and through me, with this thing that you put in my hands, Lord, I'm willing. Thoroughly, and I'm through, here it is. Thoroughly, the thing that God has put into your hands is the visible evidence of his invisible presence. It is the visible evidence of his invisible presence. <laughs> right, here here, here it is. Y'all ready? At the end of the day, Ben, Moses really wasn't wrong. It was a walking stick. (laughs) Found it in the wilderness somewhere. You know, you from the country, y'all, used to find walking sticks. It's good enough, strong enough, you pick it up and you... Amen. Bless you, Representative Clark. Let me see your walking stick. It's just
5: a walking stick.
3: It's just a walking stick. That's all it really was. It was a shepherd's staff. Moses was a shepherd. And he needed a tool to do his job. The difference with Moses' stick is that God used what was in Moses' hand as visible evidence that the Lord was on his side. Remember, when you read the rest of the book of Exodus, when you read some of Deuteronomy, You will see that there are times when Moses didn't have the stick. And he just lifted his arms. Which means the power wasn't in. Y'all missed it, y'all missed it. There were times when Moses just lifted his hands and God worked some miracles. There were times when he couldn't get to the stick but he lifted his hands and God heard his prayer. There were times when the stick was in the cane but God, he lifted his hands and God came and moved. I need to tell somebody, it ain't in the stick. It's in the God who put
1: put it in your hands. The God who put it in your hands.
3: So don't get carried away with the talent. Bless God who gave you the talent. Don't get carried away with your abilities. Bless God who gave you the abilities. Don't don't get stuck on who you think you are. Thank God that He gave you whatever He gave you. And wherever you go, to God be the glory. If you want to use me here, God gets the glory. If you want to use me there, God gets the glory. However and whenever you want to use me. I just want to be used by you. And I'm willing. I'm willing to give you my hands. I'm willing to give you what's in my hands. I'm willing to give you my body, my life, my everything, so that you would be glorified. Tell your neighbor it ain't in the stick. (laughs) Oh, that blessed me right there. Because that means you can't steal what God gave me. That blessed me right there. That means if you come in and take it out of my house that's alright cause the anointing is still on me God's got me you can't take it you can't it ain't in the stick it's in the God The stick, the God who gave the stick, the God who grandmama says is my leaning post. That means He is the stick. Use what's in your hands, use what's in your hands, use what's in in, and and stop comparing your gift. Listen, you, use Use what's in your And I'm looking at these plants And these plants nice Pretty green You know why they pretty green? Because he's using what's in his hands Now, now, here's what I love about the church. Nobody does anything by themselves. Because somebody had to buy the plant. Somebody had to pot the plant. But then he comes along and uses his gifts and keep the plant. Use what God has given you and he will get the glory. You're doing a good job. God bless you. God bless you. I give myself away so you can use me. I give myself away so you can use whatever it is however small, however large I'll use it for your glory and for my good the doors of the church are open you can come down by letter by Christian experience as a candidate for baptism use what God gave you use what God gave you give myself away so you can use me. hallelujah The doors of the church are open. If you're here this morning, you don't have a church home. If you're here this morning and you perhaps have given your life to Christ, but you don't have a place to affiliate and a place to live out your faith, this is your invitation. If you've never given your life to Christ, if you've never given your life to Christ and you've heard about God, you understand something about the church, but you don't have a relationship with Him, this is your invitation. You come. Give yourself. I give myself.
1: give myself so you can use Here I am here I, Here I stand. Lord, my life is in your hand. need to see into your desires revealed in me in Yes, sir. Bless his name. Yeah. Hallelujah. Yeah. Bless his name.
8: Got a couple of questions I need to ask you. Do you believe Jesus, the Son of God? Yes. Do you believe that he died for your sins? Yes. And do you believe that God raised him from the dead? Amen. That is all that is required. Somebody bless the Lord in this
3: house. Hallelujah. Oh, that's what it's about. That's what it's yeah. about. Hallelujah.
8: I'm gonna ask you to go with Sister Buffett next to the schedule for your orientation classes. Amen. Sure. Hallelujah. Yeah.
3: Sister Jones.
4: Yeah.
6: First of all, I want to give honor to God, who's truly the head of my life. My husband couldn't be here today because he's sick this morning, but I couldn't sit here and not give all honor to God. Uh, my husband has been battling bone cancer, and thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. He is in remission, Jesus. Thank you.
3: Hallelujah. Oh bless his it name. Been a
6: long oh bless ago, his name. I thank you. I'm happy. I'm thankful and I'm blessed. So church just continue to pray for my husband and myself. It's been hard, Jesus. But yeah. Thank you, Lord. Thank Hallelujah. You.
3: Bless his name. Bless. Somebody ought to give a remission praise, a remission praise. Hallelujah. Oh bless his name.
4: Hallelujah.
8: All others are coming for prayer. So let us go into prayer together. If you will, take the hand of the person next to you and let us join in this word of prayer. Father God, we come now thanking you for the blessing of this day. Another day that you've given to each of us, Lord, one that you didn't have to, but you saw fit, Lord, that we should return to this place where we can continue to lift your holy name. Father, we ask, O oh Lord, that you would just wrap your loving arms around these who have come. Father, there's proof this morning of your power. There's been proof of, this morning of your strength, O oh Lord. The remission, Lord. Something that has been her husband has been battling with for a long time. And now in remission. Father, we know that it's only by your power and your grace that these things can take place. So, Father, we just want to say thank you right now, Lord. Father, there are others out there, Lord, that are battling different things. So, Father, we ask, oh, Lord, that you would just touch them right now. Address their situations, Lord. Father, we ask, oh, Lord, that you would just continue to keep us all in your loving care. Just put that hedge of protection around us, oh, Lord. And, Father, to teach us, teach us, oh, Lord, to start using what's in our hands. Mm. We all have something different, Lord, but all we have to do is remember to use it. Father, we thank you now, Lord. Bless these who have come. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.
3: Hallelujah. Come on and stand to your feet, beloved. Hallelujah. Bless his name. Bless him. Somebody ought to praise him one more time. Somebody ought to praise him one more time. God is a good God. God is a good God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Listen, right now, while we can, while we can as a church, as a church community, I know you're praying in your private prayers, but as a church family, let's, let's lift up together the Wilson family. Let's lift up together the Wilson family. Hold hands with your neighbor. Father God, in Jesus' name, thank you that you're a mountain mover. Thank you, Lord, that there is nothing too hard for our God. Things that seem to be impossible. We learned a long time ago that you specialize. And so, Lord, we ask that your specializing powers will be manifested with the Wilson family right now. God, all things are possible to them that believe. And we yet believe in Jesus' name. Touch Linda now touch the children be with that entire Wilson family knowing oh God that they will look unto the hills believing that all of their strength and all of their help is coming from you and now may the grace of God the sweet communion of his Holy Spirit rest, rule and abide with each of you now henceforth and forevermore in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit Amen and amen. God bless you. Go with me.